What do I look like, a bald eagle? Hold control and then use your weird thumb mouse. Hey everybody, welcome to Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam, and I'm the webs programmer. And I'm Sam, and I'm the art programmer. And before we get started, we have a warning. Anything could happen on this show, including profanity and perhaps even lewdness. Uh, so if you're a child, if you if you have a child, if you know any children, uh, you should probably stop listening immediately. Yeah. Fact. And if we sound different this week, it's because we're all in the same place. Yeah. And we all have colds. Yeah. yeah. We have colds. It's been a very busy time. You might hear some sniffles. You will hear some. There will be a lot of sniffles. Guaranteed. Uh, so right now, Adam came up to St. Louis a week ago. Or yeah, something about like a that. week ago. So he's been he's been chilling up here, working with us for the past week. We were working so hard that we missed the last podcast deadline. Yeah, we just forgot. We kind of forgot about <laughs> it. And then yeah, it was Thursday, and we were that. like, oh... Oh. And then by the time we remembered, it was Sam's birthday. Yeah, so I yeah. birthdayed on Friday. I'm 26 now, uh, which is great, except it means I have to get my own health insurance because that's what you get for your 26th birthday. Yeah, it's the first. It's the first major milestone where you lose a thing. Yeah, well, where you only lose a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you turn you 18, gain nothing. When you, you only lose. Yeah, at 18, you get the smokes. Yeah, you get the votes. Yeah, and the porns. And you also get the ability to be thrown in jail for a very, very long time. Yeah. And go into the military. Yeah. Yep. It's and, kind of a mixed Or draft. <laughs> or signing up for the draft is also in there. On 21, 21, you can go boozing and gambling. Mm-hmm. So basically, you can go to Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, 25, you get your reduced car insurance. Right. Yep. You can rent cars. Right. And 26, it's over. It's down, just down. It's just downhill from here. It starts with the system. Yeah. Yep. So, but anyway, good job, Sam. Thanks, I made it. Good job. Uh, we we all got together, had a big surprise party. Um, well, I mean, I didn't. Have a Sam party. didn't have one, but he, I mean, it was for him. I participated. <laughs> yeah. I arrived yeah. and I was surprised. And then we went and saw Star Wars. Yeah, which was amazing. Star Wars, Wars a new new hope. It was great. We're not going to spoil anything for anybody who didn't take the time to go see it this weekend, even though it had the biggest box office opening in history. Yeah, so I want to spoil some things. Well, we can. Well, we can give you a <laughs> spoiler heads up, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it has been out for days now. Yeah. So if yeah. you haven't seen it by now, it's it's pretty much your fault. We'll talk. We should talk. Let's talk about it next week. That's just you yeah. Know, we'll give you another week. You have one week. All right, all right. You, that's an ultimatum. Yeah. You have one week to watch the <laughs> Star Wars movie, and then it's just going to be completely ruined for mm-hmm. you. Yep. Get uh, on it. Which is probably true anyway. If you've ever been on the internet, yeah. Since Star Wars came out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how people still get fired up about spoilers, especially like I was cruising around on the Star Wars subreddit, and there were people in there mad about people talking about the Star Wars movie because <laughs> they were spoiling it for them. Go like, away from this it's place! Like you're walking right into this. <laughs> That's where <laughs> the spoilers the, come from. Poking the hornet's nest, buddy. Um, but yeah, so we've been we wrapped up beta this past. Two weeks. Well, Basically. We're, we are wrapping it up. Yeah, we got we just have, a few things left. We have one uh, big honking kind of bug fixy sort of patch coming. Um, Probably tomorrow? Thursday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's tomorrow. the plan. Well, today as this podcast is released. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a one sort of final kibosh of a patch. Uh, and then we send it out to press to have them play mm-hmm. it 
um, which we, we would consider that more of a sort of final build. We'll still be patching things up as we get closer to it'll launch. Be, yeah, it'll be version one of the release build. Yeah, and I think we'll probably do our initial wave of press stuff the first first week of January, end of the first week of January, um, just because the game is so big that we want to give them ample time to play it, and we're, we're angling for some preview coverage from people and then also review coverage. So we want to give them, you know, about two weeks before, a couple days to a week before the launch. Yeah, three weeks. Very confusing. Three weeks. I'll just add yeah. it. And we're, and I think we're hoping for some <laughs> e-view coverage for the electronic mm-hmm. media. Yes. Um, and some like, P-view for the print. For print. Yeah. Media. Magazines and yeah. stuff like and that. And some review for radio. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Ho- I'm hoping to get some really good gameplay videos and some magazines. I think that's going to yeah. really well. Harry Potter style. Yeah. And yeah. what else is happening? Um, I don't know. I'm going to go on vacation tomorrow. So I'm leaving. I'm going to go to a mountaintop. Nobody, nobody can reach me at the mountaintop. <laughs> yeah, so since we're nearing launch, Sam's like, bye. Yeah, we do this pretty much. I feel like every launch at some, like three weeks before, one of us is like, yeah, I'm leaving for four days. <laughs> yeah, pretty shortly before beta, I went to Colorado That's yeah. true. with my wife. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you just got a GTFO. It's good. It's That's good. You got to work-life right. balance, right? That's the way life is. So, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to go climb a mountain or something. Don't worry, Adam and I will still be jamming though while yeah. you're gone. Yeah. We'll be we'll be making making magic happen. Oh, should we talk about the uh, the butter up change? Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Oh yeah, this is a big one. This is a big one. So we occasionally realize that we're really really dumb. Uh, this happened with Flop Rocket when we launched Flop Rocket. Uh, there was initially speaking a, of which I forgot to turn on the timer for this podcast. Case of and being <laughs> I don't and, know what time it is now. And. Uh, we, when we launched Flop Rocket, there was a paywall, or a paywall, there was a login wall between anybody who wanted to pay us money for the game and them actually being able to pay us. So they had to create a BSCOTGD account, which we thought was brilliant at the time. We were like, yeah, we'll just get more people in the system. It's cool. And then after it, it, was, it was up not for, brilliant. it was up for two days or so, and you had like, I don't know, half a million people suddenly in it and Play. sort of playing it. Yeah, and we, we realized that that was really dumb. Um, you know, probably cut our revenue by a good... Half. You'd have to yeah. have to yeah. just a lot. Not, so not great. Just one example. There's been many examples, uh, including the time Seth and I doubled our revenue in half mm-hmm. in when in Quadrupus after making sweeping economic changes that we thought were going to double it. It didn't. It, it did not work. It doubled it backward. Yeah. So um, so the change to Bscotch ID then mm-hmm. is we have all kinds of cool stuff in Bscotch ID. We have the cross game perks, which people are big fans of. We've got a lot of you know. A lot of excited fans, but you know, doing these unlocking things from one game to another. We have friend leaderboards, stats tracking, in some games, cloud syncing stuff. Yep. And all that stuff was blocked behind a purchase. Yeah. And we had, I mean, the, and the reason we did that was because we didn't, well, I guess I didn't know what I was doing when I made Bscotch ID. And so I didn't know. None of us knew what you were doing. No, nobody knew <laughs> what anybody was doing. And we didn't know how many people would end up in it, how expensive it would be, you know, how much it would cost per player to maintain the data and move it around and all that stuff. And so the idea was it could be expensive and bankrupt us because we weren't making very much money uh, at that point and still. And so <laughs> so we thought, well, we need to make sure our costs are as low as possible and that and that people are, are basically paying for themselves for us to maintain mm-hmm. their data. So that was the original idea. And it turns out, though, that's not accurate. Wait, what's not accurate? Like, it doesn't cost very much money? It doesn't cost very much per person. Right. Uh, and, and then the, so the issue, though, is that as soon as we open it up to everybody, mm-hmm. then because most people never pay us anything, then that means all the paying players are subsidizing the non But what we forgot was that there's ads. And there's also, yeah, so there are ads, although most people block them. Right? Yep. 
Uh, but even still, I mean, the, the the question is, can can the can the players who are actually you know paying their way and supporting our studio, can that also cover the people who don't pay for it if we if we let them into the system? Mm-hmm. And so it looks like the numbers seem to work out in in the favor of that. Right, which means no more butter up required to get access to perks, leaderboards. And stats, right. including yeah. perks you've unlocked, and that was actually that was where the, the that was the big that was one. the trigger point where Adam and I were uh, designing an email chain to sort of help people get informed about how to use the Bscotch uh, the Bscotch ID system and also what cool stuff they've unlocked, and realized that it kind of sucked because like you you would pay for you pay for a game, say uh, Tau Fight or something, and because you paid for it, you're able to you know get those perks that you unlock in that game, but they're pointing to a different game, and the reality is that that you had to both pay for Tal Fight to get those perks and then go pay for the other game to get actually get the stuff that you earned. Yeah. And in in the course of trying to explain this via an email, we realized that it was just really, really dumb. It's just yeah. too confusing. Yeah. And there's still other stuff you get from the butter-up. So, for example, you know, in Flop Rocket, you get all those extra upgrade tracks. You get right. double coin gains. There's a bunch of other in-game Well, the game, stuff. yeah. I mean, the butter-up is still designed... All, all, the, all the free versions of the game we consider to be the light version. And the butter-up is what takes you from the light version to the full version of the game. Yeah. So we asked that question, which was, are people actually buying the butter-up strictly for Scotch ID? Yeah. And the answer was, probably not. Probably not. They probably want all the, game, the cool game stuff. Yeah, they probably yeah. want the premium content. Yeah. So, so this, this is not a change that will be implemented until we get those games patched. Right. Um, so it'll be rolling out in the next But we are in the process of, of getting that put together. And that's also going to yeah. make it much better for people who play Crashlands and like, oh, what's going on with these perks? How do I get all these you know cool legendary items people are talking about or right. whatever? Yeah. Um, then somebody else can go, oh, you just got to go play Quadrupus Rampage and do this thing. And now they can just go play it. And then if they like it, they can buy the full game, but right. they can still get the perk otherwise. Well, not all the perks. Because some of the perks, especially in Flop Rocket. Yeah. I mean, you essentially have to have the premium content to be able to, to get, get some yeah, perks. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Which you could be a, an uber badass and, and do it. Yeah. It's going to be tougher, though. Get the yeah, ship in a potato, for example. Yeah, but you know, there's no such thing as free lunch, so... That's right. What are you going to do? Someone's got to pay the piper at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. And the last thing uh, kind of on our on our news docket is we added a, a difficulty modes to Crashlands, mm-hmm. which this is the first time we've done that? Yeah. Well, I don't know, Quadrupus maybe. Well, Quadrupus, you, like, unlock... you unlock them. Right. Um, well, so I think we noticed that so we were getting a, a pretty wide range of feedback from people, um, either saying... Man, I, I I think the bosses are too hard, or I think that the uh, the creatures co- combat's too hard, or something like that. And then other people saying, "Oh, I thought this was once I got the hang of it, I thought it was too easy, and I wanted some more more power." And and then the, uh, the large group of people, thankfully, who didn't say anything about it, um, felt felt good. So we had this sort of uh, we had a good system as far as where the game was was certainly hitting you know, the majority of our of our people and our audience. Um, but the reality was we found that because Crash Ends is so big, and because it's kind of like an adventure RPG crafting game. It has a wide enough appeal that by us sort of locking people into just one mode of difficulty, we might have been pushing people away from aspects of the game and ways of playing the game that they just naturally liked better. Yeah, I think one thing we one thing I picked up on in particular is from our testers, there was there were people who uh, were consistently complaining about how easy it was. Mm-hmm. Like that same person thought that almost everything in the game was too easy, and then on the flip side, you would have individual people who thought that everything was too hard. Yeah, right. Uh, which means that you know the difficulty was pretty consistent and appropriate throughout, but not for every individual person, right? right? Which so, you can never do anyway. But but I think the the what we realize is that 
for the, the people who, who found it too hard were actually looking for a different kind of game. They weren't looking mm-hmm. for a combat-focused game. And the people who found it too easy were looking for a combat-focused game. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so we just added these difficulty modes that tweak specifically that aspect of the game so that if you're more interested in the crafting and story part and the combat to you is just sort of a thing that goes along with it but isn't part of the purpose. You don't necessarily be stressed out by it. Yeah, it, it makes it not stressful anymore. So we have a uh, basically an explorer mode, which is more that, that mode that's focused more on story and more on, on crafting easier combat. Your normal adventure mode, which is the the quote unquote perfectly balanced game experience. It is. Um, <laughs> and then the the uh, what's the challenge mode, which is for for combat enthusiasts, and then insane, insane mode. Insane mode has some extra things layered on top. Not only are things... So I think in challenge mode, right now, these numbers are kind of subject to tweaking. But, um, for example, creatures will hit you 40 or 50% harder than they normally would. Um, and they take a little bit longer to kill. They have like 30% more health, that kind of thing. In insane mode, creatures hit you three times harder than they normally do. And they also tend to fight you in large groups. <laughs> so, so you need you need to have it together yeah. um, and then also on the harder difficulty levels bosses scale with you and so they're no matter what you do the boss fights are going to be hard yeah um, and on insane mode they're going to be really hard <laughs> insane some might say. some might say that mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's that's been a, a pretty big pretty big change for the beta uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing how people how people approach it. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's kind of all we got for news stuff. We've just been kind of grinding away for two weeks, and that's how it's going to be for yeah. the next four weeks until launch. Yeah. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I think it's it's always uh, – we tend to do a lot more thinking about the future and kind of trying to figure out our, our plans for Butterscotch whenever we actually get to all hang out together. Something about actually being in the same room helps facilitate big ideas and stuff like that. So yeah. we don't, we're not going to report anything yet. But uh, we got we got some ideas in the yeah. works. I will I will say though, it's really bizarre. So so planning as a game studio is really weird because of how volatile the mm-hmm. the market is. You know, and like we'll spend two years working on a thing, and then if we make one mistake right at the very end, and we accidentally launch it at midnight instead of yep. you know four in the morning, or yeah, or in instead of six p.m. or something like that. Yeah, uh, then all of a sudden. The two years of work is just gone yep. because now <laughs> we've lost all of our – like everything's just gone. Um, yeah. So anything can happen at any moment. And so our planning doesn't actually rely on estimates. It just is like an elaborate set of contingencies. Yeah, various cases. Yeah. yeah so it's basically like, okay, if we generate this much money from, from sales – Here's what we're going to do. If we generate this much money, we're going to do this other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of just bracketing out different levels of success or fail- failure mm-hmm. and then kind of figuring it out from there. But, yeah, it's been super fun. All right. So let's uh, let's just hit some questions. Yeah, let's do it. We have a whole crap load of questions from our players and fans and B-Scotch ID tears. Enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. <laughs> uh, these, questions, these questions come from podcast.bscotch.net. So if you want to get your questions in there, then head on over and, and slap them into the box. Mm-hmm. All right, Sam, go for it. Sam's going to be manning the questions today. I'm question man. manning it. All right, so our top question comes from Racing for the Finish with 10 upvotes, which is, you can invite one butterscotch character, even those that never made it to the public, to dinner. Who would it be and why? Even those that never made it to the public. Yeah. Juice box. 
You want to hang out at Juice Box for the next I wanna, evening? No, I want to have Juice Box over for dinner <laughs> because I don't have to cook for him. <laughs> <laughs> I can just eat all the food, and he's a robot. So that's your metric? I like your yeah, practical Yeah, this is pretty practical. My metric for the quality of a dinner is how much food I get. If my, if my dining companion is a robot, I get twice as you much food. You get all the food. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Adam. I don't know who I would invite. I mean, until until Crash Lens, there wasn't a lot of depth. Except for in, in Quadrupus. Quadrupus <laughs> had at least oh, man. three kilometers of puns. <laughs> <laughs> Although Tech would be interesting to talk to. He would be. Because he's got, he's got a bit of the Zen master kind of mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet he's mentality. really chilled out. Yeah. He's like, when he's not raging. He's like a monk. Yeah. They don't serve him seafood, though. I feel like they have a good party. So he could yeah. be interesting. But it would be, it would be more interesting to be at a dinner party with multiple characters. That'd be, yeah. Really, what I would like to see is is Hugo and Pete. Yeah, I was gonna say the Viru just talking Joby, to each other. Foreign Pete. I would actually because like because we get we get this uh, through the stories. You kind of start understanding that they're they're related somehow. Like right? they they know of each other. They're either brothers or something. There's some relationship there. Um, it would be awesome to be able to sit down all the the three villains currently. You know, Foreign Pete and Hugo Duco. And just actually see them, see how they chat and hang out over dinner. Because <laughs> yeah, the yeah, only time you have a lot of big personalities. See, you do get to see uh, Joby and Morg and Tim right. hanging out uh, a little bit mm-hmm. in, in Talfight 2. But yeah, so this, this does remind me, though, we're going to be looking into setting up a wiki, mm-hmm. uh, which will be our own wiki managed by us. And so separate from the Crashlands wiki, which already exists. So it, and it will just be, it'll basically just be a lore wiki. Uh, for info and background on all the different characters and races and stuff in the Butterscotch universe. universe. Yeah, we, we've started to realize that it's getting big. It and is. it's going to get bigger and bigger and more unwieldy unless we have some kind of a coherent way to look things up and modify things, stuff like that. So Yeah. It may be modeled after the Bureaupedia, which is referenced on numerous occasions in, in Crash Lands. Yeah. For sure. So uh, I think we'll... I would, I would also decide with Adam's... Of wanting to see the villains kind of hang out. That would actually be my vote yeah. as well. I bet they're super civil to each other. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, that's a lot of that's a lot of ego to put in one. Yeah, it's yeah. three big heads. I always, I always kind of thought that the thing with the Viru was that they're so brilliant and so technologically advanced that while they're on Wonope and they're just surrounded by you know these lesser sentient races mm-hmm. that are so much dumber than them and all these creatures and stuff that they just kind of think really highly of themselves and that kind of just makes them into jerks. So you think they'd be like peers among each other? Yeah. yeah. They'd well, be like, oh, thank God. Someone to, talk to, someone to talk to who isn't a complete idiot. <laughs> well, they could even be, actually, like amongst the Viru, they could be idiots. Yeah. Yeah. They, they could be. be the dumbest of the Viru, which just means that they're it, that smarter might than be most why of the they, Yeah, that might be why they got exiled to Wonope. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We won't maybe know they, until Maybe they had the worst the test scores. Yeah, they failed their SATs. Go to a backwater. <laughs> it's like a computer sim, right? Yeah, go to this backwater, whatever. Go over there and yeah. deal with your stuff. That is possible. We we don't know. We, we can't have no know. idea yet. Nope. <laughs> we will know as soon as it is required to know via one of the games. All right, next question comes from Lucky Strike Guy 2, which is with nine of votes. If I needed a wingman, which one of you three would be the best one? Depends. What do you in, need a wingman In EVE for? Online, I'd be the best because only I know how to play it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you a, if you need an internet spaceship's wingman, Seth is your wingman. If you need an, a real-life wingman in a party, Sam would be. Yeah, without a doubt. I'll take that. <laughs> he does things like dance. <laughs> uh, 
which makes ladies more interested in, you know, being around him. Yeah, so he, if you need a wingman. Although he might actually steal your thunder. <laughs> I think about it. Is well, there some kind what, of a rule for Yeah, what's wingman? the ideal wingman scenario? Because you don't you want, want your wingman to be a lot better than you. Right. Right. You don't want them, like, busting all the moves on the dance floor. They need an appropriate amount of They need to moves. bust out, like, 3% fewer moves than you do. Right. Yeah. But if you don't want to <laughs> bust out any moves, then... So is there a generic best wingman, or is it actually just contextual? I think like, it's contextual. Maybe for Lucky Strike Guy, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't dance, right? Or maybe he doesn't Eve online. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. So what sort of wingman does he need? Maybe he needs a science wingman. Yeah. Right. Like Adam. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you had a guy to come in and be like, I'm gonna back him up. Watch me back him up in all this, all the science that I'm about to drop on these research papers. Here's a question: If you go in as a wingman. Mm-hmm. Do you think you might have like more confidence and stuff than you did if you were actually out there, you know, putting yourself out there? Yes, because you don't care. You, you don't, don't care, care about the outcome, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like you're, you're so hoping. As you know. a wingman, you are truly free to do anything. Which truly. means you should be your own wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. Wingman. <laughs> you are your own, your own best wingman because if you could teach yourself to essentially not care. If you can teach yourself, yeah, if you can teach yourself to act as if you are a wingman and have no stake in the outcome, then Then you don't even need a wingman. So none of us... Or Jesus is your wingman. That's also... None of us... I thought he was was your homeboy. Oh, right. I forgot who's the wingman. (laughs) Yeah, so so none of us would be your best wingman. You are your best wingman. Holy shit. Lucky strike guy. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. (laughs) Just gotta believe (laughs) Believe in yourself. yourself. Believe in careless. Okay. Uh, next question is from Ellis Dracius. Whoa. Yeah. We've got a little. That's Ellis medieval. That's a brutal name. Uh, if you could be any one character from one of your games, which would you be? That's that's a Stop. theme. We've got a theme going here. Character. Uh, I think I would. I would go. I. Mm. Do you want to shoot animals out of your face? That's the question. Shooting animals out of your face would be pretty neat. It would be awesome, but in the real world, you'd have to deal with them afterward. Like, if you're just summoning a shitload it of goats. It seemed to me that most of them <laughs> despawn over time. Well, By I mean, despawn, you mean explode, explode. contact. <laughs> yeah, they're it not like cuddly. It would create a mess. But it, I mean, <laughs> That'd be a horrible effect. But I, my recollection of, of that portion of the universe is that all of those messes also despawn over time. They do. It's true. If they behave like that, like, yeah. yeah. I feel like the government would come after you, though. How Monaco. would they know? There would be no evidence. That's true. It's just Monocle, man. Everything just despawns every time. This is Monocle you're looking for. I, I would be Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so you could cartwheel throughout the you oceans? You could start a boomerang starfish? Yeah, I mean, he's he's actually the, one of the most powerful characters in the, he is, yeah. in the universe. I mean, he's completely invincible. Yep. Uh, or, or either that or just nobody ever he's attacks him. He's so stealthy. Him. He's so stealthy, nobody ever attacks him. Yeah. His attacks are very powerful. He has a, a very excellent wardrobe. He's mm-hmm. got a suite of, of you know, cool-looking outfits that he can wear. That's true. <laughs> um, and he gets taken care of by attack, so he has no worries, no, worries, no yeah, stress in the true. world. He just plays tennis and think, chills out. I think that's I would true. be grubby. That's what I was going to go with. Because that motherfucker... He transcends time and space. He does. So, yeah, this is a... So, for those of you who played Tal Fight and uh, Quadrupus, you've seen Grubby around the shopkeep. He's not in the space games. He's not in the space games. Might need to add that. Well, we haven't had any need to sell anything in the space games mm. yet. Yeah, we may need a grubby intern in Roid Rage yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, or the grub mobile in Flop Rock. Grubby's, <laughs> Grubby's just been showing up and everything. We had to, it just drives. We'll add an extra tier of double thrust, and that's Grubby's spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard to control. He, uh, 
he just kind of appears in, at, at very useful times for you and for him to get money from you. How does he know? How does he know? Who does he know? Um, but there will be some there'll be some stuff going on in Crashlands that will hopefully inform Grubby's past a little bit and how he operates as a character. If you're hearing a, if hearing a lot of rumbling and in, insane crunching noises, we're in the basement of our mother's house in St. Louis. Because we're successful game developers. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so and it's one of the few places we could congregate in that has enough carpet to dampen echoes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that also means there's a lot of dog. There's a lot of dog upstairs. <laughs> just just one really large dog running around. Yeah. So, sorry about that. No, it's okay. Still, still the best recording environment we can get right now. <laughs> so, Adam, are you keeping you stay with Grubby? Um. Now that you've taken Grubby yeah, taken out of my clutches. Yeah. This, well, is, this is one of those situations where you order an entree, somebody else orders the entree, yeah. and you change yours, and then you have entree envy the rest of the dinner. <laughs> I well, Grub, be, but Grubby does have a lonely existence, he, you know. Being, yeah, being, maybe. maybe. Actually, we, we don't know, know what he does when he's not Well, he, he seems to have deals. a lonely existence, he does transcending space and time, etc. It would be lonely. Um, Who appears? I mean, it seems to me Flux has the best deal going. That's true. Like, she's an adventurer. She has a pet robot. Yeah. She can fly spaceships. Can well, she's an adventurer. She's an adventurer now. I mean, as we know, after she crashes on Wonope, she is even surprised by things like darkness, which she has never experienced. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay, so I, I would want to be a post Wonopian flux. Mm-hmm. I'll take that six, Once you sort of, 60 hours of gameplay. Yeah, sort of, I could take that life experience from crash landing on an alien planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's after you've found yourself. She can kind of like she kind of just you know rigs things together into whatever is necessary too. So yeah. she has this sort of almost godlike power to just create things. Although a lot of that is mediated by Juicebox's knowledge of the Bureaupedia. That's true. It is true. So you guys are nerds. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, Seth. Next question: How many Scotch brothers does it take to change a light bulb? That's from Scotch Steve. Depends. Which light bulb? The one. That one. This one right here. Yeah. I uh, mean, I have no. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know how to get in there. It's gonna take all three of us. That <laughs> well, I think this this will be. Let's introduce the butterscotch hydra. Let's talk about this for a sec. This, what about you? Talk about it. Yeah. Well, so I'm drinking coffee. We're <laughs> we were chatting the other day about <laughs> about you know how to how to how to conceive of the business that we're building. I guess of the studio we're building. The business of the future. And Seth pointed out we someone called us the butterscotch hydra. One of our I can't remember who it was. One of our fans like a year and a half ago after Quadrupus. Um, refer to the three of us as the Butterscotch Hydra. And Seth was like, yes, yeah, Sam's like the heart, Adam's the brain, and I'm the biceps. So I think we would probably have to take a similar approach to the light bulb, you know, as yeah, far yeah. as how to, who's responsible for what aspects of light bulb and screwing. So I guess it would be, I would figure out how to do it, Sam would cheer, for everybody. and then Seth would actually go I would it. be the one who unscrews <laughs> the goddamn light bulb. Although Seth would probably just punch the light bulb so that it explodes everywhere, yeah. and then yank it out of the ceiling, and then just replace the entire ceiling with a new thing that can contain a light. That would happen. I was explaining to Adam yesterday how anytime I'm holding a, a glass of liquid, I just have a, an urge to throw it <laughs> against the wall. It's just I get that it's too. A, it's a fantasy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. 
I've I never I've, done it though. It's never happened. Doesn't happen to you? No. I don't. I mean, I, I want to so bad, but then of course the wall would be all covered in coffee. It's not shards a good of decision. glass everywhere. It's a terrible decision, but man, it would be really satisfying for <laughs> a moment. It's interesting that you want to do that though. So everybody has these urges. If you have violent urges, it's totally normal. It's not violent. It's just smashing a coffee cup. I mean, it's kind of violent. You know, it's <laughs> violence against the mug. Everybody has. It's called, they're called intrusive thoughts. Yeah, it's just a thing. It's what happens when you have a big brain and like things are going on in there. Sometimes it's like you should throw your mug at that person's face, and you just have to say no. You gotta be like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like social consequences not good. Yeah. All right. So the next question is from Little Gamer. Would you rather travel back in time and fix mistakes that you made, or? Travel into the future and see your future and fix upcoming mistakes. So I have a I, I saw this question and I have a I have a big beef with this. All right, what's your beef? If you travel into the future, you've effectively just jumped ahead and you will not have made any mistakes in the intervening time period because you would not have even been there. Maybe maybe if you just because see you the jump, but you get to come that. back. I think he said. So, so presumably you get to come. So yeah, you travel into the future to see sort of what you had fucked up. And the idea is you back. go and you tinker with the thing. Right. And you come back. I mean, all I would do is just jump ahead 15 years into the future, check the stock market, write down a few quotes, and then mm-hmm. just jump back and call make, make some investments and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. It only, yeah, it would only take one jump. Yeah. And you're you're looking even, at a newspaper. You're not going to tap into, like, family life, social situation. You don't even need it. Just the stock market. No, because the thing, the thing is, <laughs> yeah. there's, a, it, there's so many things that are going to happen. That you just can't do anything about. Right. And if True. you know that those things are going to happen, that doesn't really make it better, does it? No. I mean... Unless you can change them, but you won't be able to change most of them. Probably. Most most bad things that happen to the people you care about are things that you can't do shit about. This is true. So you might as well just enjoy your time with them and not worry about it. So and then go make infinite money by... By investing in the stock, stock market. market. Using the future... Because you can make... You can change the outcome of your bank account by... Cheating the stock market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I would advocate that, but I totally advocate Well, no. We, <laughs> we advocate it if you do it by going into the future. And yeah. The SEC says nothing. Although that might be insider trading. No. Because in that you know exactly what the price of the stock is. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't, it only applies if you're like within the business though, right? Or it could be insider trading. I don't remember. I don't know. It's not like I'm a CFA or something. It's not, it's not like that at all. Seth is a CFA. Just, just so you know. Yeah. So we yeah. travel in time just to get super rich, but not for any sort of... Other purpose because you know life is life, and even if you go in the future to change something that happened, some other shit's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. shit's gonna happen. Shit's gonna happen, folks. I mean, if you if but you might as well be rich during it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's easier to cry into a pool it's, of money, than presumably. Although, as my understanding, that more money, more problems. No. Okay. <laughs> it's that more money, nothing matters because once you hit about seventy thousand dollars a year, this is true. Uh, the what's it, the marginal utility of money basically drops to, to yeah, zero. Right. As in, people who make more than seventy thousand dollars a year are never any more happy than people who make. Although you're money. speaking on of averages here. Yeah, I'm talking about you. There's probably dollars. one guy who just like no, no. I mean, you're, I mean your average person. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about averages. Yeah, on average, a person making seventy k is as content as somebody on average, an average person mm-hmm. making bajillions of dollars. But that doesn't yeah. mean you wouldn't be happier being yeah, a billionaire. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's just not the but yeah, it's just not the case that somebody who is a billionaire is one thousand times happier than somebody who has a thousand dollars or a million dollars in the bank account. Unless the one thing that makes you happy costs a thousand times more. 
you get really rich tastes. <laughs> and that's the only thing in the world that will make you happy. Some people... Is that one thing that, that costs possible. a billion dollars. I'm just... I'm playing devil's advocate here. You certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question from Owner Avern. Based on the beta, do you think your server could handle 10,000 players on launch day or 100,000, Adam? Or a million. Yeah, Adam. <laughs> uh, do it. Well, during the... Well, it's a little confusing confusing because during the beta our host decided to update their operating systems on all of their servers. Mm, that's what was happening. And all by update once. you mean break. Well, I mean both. That was a consequence of the update. As it tends to be. As, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so they have been I mean to the credit they've been trying to fix it. They mm. just still haven't yet. So what what has been happening then is like every basically every morning at like 7 a.m. the servers go out for five minutes. Still they, I don't know if it's still happening, but that was happening for like a whole week. Yeah, and they would be because that would be they would be trying to fix some stuff, but they needed to shut everything down to do it. And so they would like frantically it's turn everything be off. One of the most tense yeah. fucking situations. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, certainly God. not great for them. Um, so so they they were working on that, and then every once in a while there would be still random outages that were unplanned. Mm, okay. And so these turned out to this coincided basically right when things started to really happen with us getting the beta started and then sending out a newsletter and all this stuff. And so it really drew attention to itself that there were these, and really not that frequent actually, but they were frequent enough, like a couple times a day and long enough as in a few minutes that they were super noticeable. Mm. And so as far as, as far as I know, none of that had anything to do with the traffic we were getting. Mm. Uh, it all had to do with whatever updates were happening on the, the server side. So in any event, all that aside, uh, we, one of the things that they, I've always been worried about our server setup anyway. Not because there's anything wrong with it, but because, I mean, it's all being backed up and all that kind of stuff, but it's going to be a huge pain in the ass to recover if something breaks. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to recover it. It'll just be a horrible experience. And more importantly, if something does break, the whole thing will just go down for a while until we fix it. Right. Which is bad. Which is bad. Is bad. <laughs> so, so, it's, so while things are recoverable, et cetera, they're not stable. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're, I guess they're stable in the sense that like everything should work fine, but you know, just like if it doesn't, then we're just screwed. So I'm actually working right now and hoping that I can pull it off before we launch Crashlands. But in any event, have it waiting in the wings in case of a disaster is to change hosting over to Amazon AWS, Amazon Web Services, mm-hmm. which is cryptic as fuck. And if if you're if you're from Amazon listening to this, uh, please hire a new team of people to write all of your documentation. <laughs> Oh, and, and in name case you all forget, of your services. Fire the old team and fire the old. Yeah, in case. <laughs> <laughs> I know how big of a company that is. People yeah. just get lost in the cracks. <laughs> it is. It is impossible to figure out. So anyway, I've been trying to figure out how to use all of that. All of that stuff. And but the beauty of that is we can actually have like everything can be duplicated all over the place mm-hmm. and all in all these different sort of uh, these different parts of the world actually. So that if an entire like east coast of Amazon servers goes down. Doesn't matter. Everything could roll over to Africa or something, mm-hmm. and we would be, you know, we might add some latency, but everything would be fine. Cool. And so does that's that mean what, we'd be immune to DDoS attacks? Uh, not immune, but we'd be able to absorb them. Whoa! It would cost us a lot, though. Is a problem. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So in the case of a DDoS attack, we'd probably just like turn everything off for a few minutes. Be like, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Please quit being an asshole, you fuckers. On DDoS the attacks on game studios are one of the weirdest things because like you just you're just upsetting. All you're doing is just making a bunch of people really upset when they're trying to enjoy. It's it. just trolling. I, well, I remember uh, when WildStar launched. Yeah. They had yeah. four days of nonstop DDoS yeah. attacks for some reason. But it kind of made me wonder if 
other game studios I'd say, behind yeah. these kinds of things. Yeah, some sort of cloak and dagger. Because it's, like, it's like if you're launching a big MMO yeah. that you've been working on for seven are you, years. Are you accusing Blizzard, Seth? Or yeah. NCSoft? Could have been anybody. I don't know. But it probably was Blizzard. But, but just, <laughs> yeah, it's just like if, you're, if your major competitor, you know, uh, is about to launch a big, a big game... And everything in that game's future depends on everybody having a really good time for the first at least four days. Yeah. And you can just do a simple thing to shut the whole game down for four days. I mean, it's probably super illegal, but on the other I'm hand... I'm sure it is super illegal. On the other hand, corporations. Yeah. So they can do whatever they want. <laughs> corporate espionage has always been a thing, right? This is more like corporate warfare. Well, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it used to be a thing that was very... I mean, you had to do it in person, right? So, like, people were yeah, you, had to, you had to go out and stab people in person. Yeah, you had to yeah. shake them. Take their take their information. You need to go actually dump coffee on their keyboards. Yeah, if I yeah. if I'm understanding how computer science works, yeah. from the movies I watch, <laughs> dumping coffee on a keyboard hacks the mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if somebody hacks uh, you, just unplug your monitor and then yeah, then you're fine. Yeah, you're all good to go. <laughs> they can't see the code. They can't see. <laughs> Hack prevented. It's the perfect crime. Yeah. So we'll you know hopefully we won't have any big uh, hiccups on that stuff. How much how much actual data has been taken up by people's save files? I think it's always an interesting. Uh, question. So so we have about a hundred and twenty people who are like really actively doing stuff, mm-hmm. um, and so they have on average I think one and a half saves or something like that. Their biggest saves are about fifty kilobytes. Now, yeah, their biggest saves are about fifty kilobytes. Um, actually, what well, we compress them when we put them on the server, so they're even smaller than that. Mm-hmm. So the biggest saves are like thirty kilobytes per person. That's like the size of a of Thimble. a web page. Yeah. Without without any images. If, a, we- if a web page was like a cup, this is like a thimble. It's more. Like, <laughs> it's more like the same cup. I'll put it in layman's terms, guys. <laughs> if it, okay, <laughs> if, if your website was a cup, this would be my layman is not a thimble. This would worker. be also a cup. Is that? I'm sure that helps everybody. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So. <laughs> so, uh, wait, what were we even talking about? Talking about them. How big are the save? How much? Oh save yeah, how big is it? Right. Okay. So total. we've got like a hundred some people. Do we have and a gig? No, no. Across everybody, how long does it take like, to get a gig? We've got like two megabytes. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Safe data. We're really breaking We're, the bank on this. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is representing you know something like what is it now? Like uh, I actually haven't checked for a while, but some, something in the order of 170 days of playtime. All of that history. Of human enjoyment comes down comes to down to two megabytes. Good job, guys. Nice work. So, uh, <laughs> so that means we need to build, build a pyramid of happiness over here. <laughs> so we need to, we need a thousand fold more people before we start running into the gigabyte range. Okay, well, let's do it. Which is fine, but then this is where it comes back to the the problem again. Oh God! With with having to money to set up a new system for for all this stuff because right now the the basically the backup mechanism is just to save a snapshot of right. of the database, right? Because the database is the key to everything. But that means saving a snapshot of a thing that's gigabytes is slow. It's a pretty big snapshot. Yeah, which means basically everything just has to kind of stop for a while while that happens. Mm. Uh, and then if we need to reload it, then also you know rebuilding the database from that snapshot mm. is also super slow. God, why are computers so stupid, idiots? <sighs> so that would that's why I want to change it to the to a backup system where it's just a bunch of databases that are all just clones of each other. Mm-hmm. Where there's one that is in charge, and anything you do to it, it does to the other ones. 
And then those can just make backups of themselves. No, those ones just are backups. And there's another database in the back who's like, good job, guys. Exactly. I got cookies and water whenever you need a break. <laughs> so we need a water bowl. So then if, so <laughs> then if one goes down, you just switch to another one and it's exactly the same. Interesting. And it's still a database. You don't have to load or save anything. It's just all everything is existing in a database. Sounds like a good plan, Adam. Yeah. So that's what we've got to do. I have about three weeks What's to make this What's this weed business? I'm not doing anything. I've got about three weeks to make this happen. Yeah, that's right. Not my problem. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> next question is from C. Bigsby. Which is, describe what you think are the perfect nachos. I'm going real deep. Perfect nachos. Mm. Yeah, so the best nachos, when you take ground beef, and you kind of shape it in like a circle, <laughs> put it on a grill. Maybe <laughs> like eight to ten minutes. How big of a circle are you I think you might be here? describing a burger, if I'm not... Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's pretty close. It's basically the same. Where do, where do the nachos come into this? Oh, well, that's like you take two pieces of bread and then you put it on the outside <laughs> of the meat. Ah, okay. So you – right. So you know, you know like in a lot of nachos, they take they take these like weird tortilla chips and then they cover them in beef and, and cheese and all kinds of other stuff, right? Well, I'm just like – I'm saying take out the, the stupid chips part, mm. keep the beef and the cheese – and put bread around, and then just make it more edible, so that it comes in, it, in its own container. Yeah, yeah, it's a little container. easier to hold, you know, less dirty. Yeah, that's well, easily great. best nachos. That's fair, actually. The question is, if you make a pile of nachos and then you take out the chips, is it still nachos? But it depends. What if you take out one chip? That's what I'm saying. Is it still nachos? <laughs> <laughs> one by one, you take out all the chips, for example. And then we put in like a hamburger. At patty. what point does it no longer is it no longer nachos and is right. it now yeah. a burger? Is right. It, does it require one chip to be nachos? I don't know. I would think it would take two chips because nachos is plural. That's true. If you slowly change it piece by piece, though, I mean, does it does it retain its nachoness all the way through into becoming a hamburger? I think so. Is there a gradient between nachos and hamburger? There must be. There must <laughs> act so that in the midpoint you are half hamburger, Where half you're nachos. You're a cyborg. <laughs> Next question comes from Little Gamer, who asked, "Would you rather be young or old?" Old. Wait, how old and how young? I don't know. That's like a Everyone, bracket. Just, I feel like it's top 20 generic. Top quartile. Bottom quartile. Young quartiles? Young or old? 17, 55. Like quartile of like possible age range you or kind of the population of living humans? Let's just say like 17 or 55. I'm just going to throw those as young and old. 17 and 55 are my two options. Yeah. 55. I think it depends on other conditions. Like if I had all the things that I have right now in life... But at 55, I'd be like, I'm really far behind. I am 55 years old and true. I have nothing going on right now. Well, I think he's asking about like constancy of current state applied to young or old self. Just obviously general. Just, just generally. Like, would you rather be 17 and be living as a 17-year-old or as a, say, 55-year-old? Also, for any 55-year-olds listening, and I just called you old, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> You're not actually old. Not actually. 55 is a new 30. I heard. Yeah. From an old person. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, <laughs> rather be, I'd rather be 17, for sure. Because you have your whole life ahead of you? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of behind you. <laughs> <laughs> really not making this better for, for any of our older listeners. Who aren't older they at all. They probably can't hear us, though, because they need to <laughs> <laughs> they're super old. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, if you're 55, turn off your hearing aid for this portion because it's about to get rough. <laughs> you should put that in before oh, we're right. talking about. <laughs> well, to, yeah, to clip it to the front of the. Those will get confused. Anyway, yeah. So it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's too weird of a question. 
to answer. Because being 17 is not great. No. It's not, but in at fact, least... It's so but like, but having is like, another 30 years to live is, is pretty great. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. If, you, if you're 17, you're going to get to 55 eventually. Yeah. It's not like you can go the other way. You know, if you pick 55, that's it. It's you're just, true. That is true. You start there. You still get to experience being 55 if you become okay, how 17. Okay, how about this? You go from where you are right now. Okay. You just get exactly one year. Where you can be either 17 living as your 17-year-old self or 55 living as your 55-year-old self, and then you just go right back to where you were without being able to use the future to decide on stock prices. Seth. Seth. So so you mean like you get to skip a year? No, it's just like you just, just get to for, be for that age. For a year, you're going to be that you age. You just get to be that age for uh, a while. I'd do 55 then. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Does that come I mean. with the like the sort of you know old man knowledge that comes with 55? Yeah, you just can be your 55-year-old self. Oh, I see. So it's like a swap. Yeah, just a swap. Or more like an absorb, I guess. Right, because I I, yeah. I don't want to be seventeen because I I don't want to be surrounded by high school students. Will you be right? Will you yeah. be right where you are right now? You'd just be seventeen. Oh yeah, I'd be I'd do that then. If the only then thing, you're younger, if right? the only thing that changed in my life was my age, I would do I would do seventeen for sure. Of course. Mm. I mean, when I was seventeen, I could pull all nighters and yeah. it just in it, I felt nothing the next day. I was just like, yeah, let's go, let's do this. I'm wide awake. <laughs> I'm a young man. <laughs> I said that in the mirror every morning. When I I'm a young man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing matters when you're 17. You're basically made of rubber. That's true. Not glue. No. You're made of glue. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I say bounces off. Bounces off at 68. Yeah, that's how it goes. I spoken like a true 17-year-old. <laughs> All right. We have a, another question from a username that I'm going to butcher, which is Pintiuhi Liminal. <laughs> It's Punty You High Lemonow. 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 So Lemonow's gonna let Lemonow. me Lemonow needs a lemon know where that name comes from. I'm not sure what language it is. I feel like it's a different one, or it's probably just a really long abbreviation set, but either way, the secret must be shared and known. So I need yeah. to know. Uh, but he asked, Tal Fight 3, please, Grubby as bad guy. These are two asks. Also, two very large asks. We don't even know what Grubby's doing yet. We've been over this. Yes, we do. I mean, we totally know what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, you don't want to fight Grubby. But he'll just he kill will, you. He will annihilate you. He annihilates worlds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lord drop. He's like a Death Star. <laughs> Which Death Star? The I don't, first, I don't second, want to talk about it. Spoilers. Spoilers, Adam. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Tal Fight 3. You guys want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Moving That's on. a great question. Uh, question number. <laughs> next, last question. Ne- last question. Next question. Next question. Next question. From Alan M.B. You guys mentioned DeviantArt, and I just realized how you guys don't have one. Why not? And whether for the game-related or just random things that have been made, I feel like that could be even another avenue to reach a different set of fans to draw in. Why aren't we on DeviantArt, guys? It's just one more thing to be on. I'm still skeptical that that would really do anything. And by still, I mean right now because I haven't thought about it before. (laughs) (laughs) I think we we put one up. We do have one. Do Um, we? Or at least I put pictures of some of the Tau Fight creatures on there once. Wait, are you sure you put them on Deviant Art, or did you put them on Deviant Tart? <laughs> <laughs> I might have put them on the Tart website. <laughs> they might have explained why there were a bunch of bakers. Yeah, we didn't, get, about... we didn't get a lot of views. People kept, just kept talking about pastries. It was yeah. weird. Tart, this doesn't look very tasty. But it did sound delicious. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's... This is the most disgusting tart I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> is there no baking community that's equivalent to the Deviant Art? Because I feel like that might be a business niche someone Deviant needs Deviant to... Tart. Well, the problem is now you're... Your domain's already taken. There is a big uh, just, yeah. There is a big community that's like a Linux and baking enthusiast called Debian Tart. Debian Tart. 
Uh, it's pretty small, though. Yeah, it's, it's about six people. It's, yeah. it's a super niche community. But I bet they have great brownies and things that they're meat. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Their tarts are delicious. <laughs> All right, next question from Map Five Five Nine Seven. Most people probably won't care about the answer. Great way to great way to sell your question. Uh, but <laughs> salesmanship. Here's, here's my question: What data structure did you use to store Crashlands inventory? Is it a sorted array, a linked list, a hash set slash map, or a splay tree? Yeah. So Crashlands. Do you even know what a splay tree is? I've never even heard of most of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say. Uh, People keep thinking I'm a programmer, and it's just not the case. <laughs> He's a bicep. We've been over this. Yeah. <laughs> I just brute force it. Um, yeah, so the reason this is even a question is that Crashlands is a crafting game that has an infinite inventory, which is a crazy idea for most people. Um, but I think a simple way to think about it is like this. Crashlands, so if we have, let's say we have a thousand different things in the game mm-hmm. that you can acquire. Different kinds of things. Different kinds of things. An easy way to think about it is... Uh, that there are 1,000 different currencies in the game. So instead of, like, coins and doubloons, there's logs, sticks, stones, boots, boots, pants, <laughs> just various clothing various items, explosives, accessories, zug kneecaps, you know, the normal uh, things. Yeah. And each one of these you can just think of as a currency. And so the way we store that is, is uh, through a dictionary. Mm, also What's known a, as a map. Okay. Also known as a DS map. Uh, it's basically just a lookup. It's a pair of, of values where one of them is what the thing is. Like the, a Zug kneecap. Yeah. And the other value is how much of it you have. So when you pick a new kneecap up, we just increment the other number by one. And that's the whole. So Pretty straightforward. So technically, you, there's no difference in terms of game storage between you having one Zug kneecap and 2.1 billion Zug kneecaps. Well, there is a difference, though, when it comes to syncing your save to the server. What's that do? Because the server only can store... So it'll still you can still have a, a thousand different things, but you can only have 65,000 of any one thing. Yeah, mm. but at that point, we don't even care. Yeah, we just figured at that point, if you got 65,000 of a thing, if you, don't you lose them. another 2 billion... It's kind of like taxes on the rich. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You got to use those kneecaps. You know, you can't just be hoarding. Use yeah. them or lose them. Because trickle down economics isn't real. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so it, so it's very easy for us to store this kind of stuff just because, you know, it's it's just incrementing a it's single It's just number. as easy to store one thing as it is to store 65,535. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, a splay tree, though? No one knows. I don't know. I don't know what a splay tree is. Well, moving on. Alan MB asks, or I guess commands, debate time. Thin bacon or thick bacon, crispy cooked bacon or floppy juicy bacon. Seth would say no bacon. Yeah, I think the best bacon is when you take beef and then you put it. In a <laughs> if you take a piece of bacon and you slowly replace it with a hamburger patty, <laughs> at what point? And then put bread on the outside of it. Yeah, that's real good bacon right there. <laughs> would you have a bacon hamburger? Would you eat a bacon? No, hamburger? because bacon. Like whenever. Wait, what's the problem with bacon? Whenever you get bacon on your burger. It's like you're chewing. You have this delicious, chewy, you know, meat patty, and then there's these hard as fuck strips of bacon that shatter your molars when you eat it. Where are you eating bacon? I'm not eating bacon. Wait, this is the because <laughs> I believe. In I my think molars. you had a bad bacon experience. When did this happen? Because I thought you. Used, I thought you actually just. You know, I thought you liked bacon. I have never really I never, cared about Well, that. I never thought you were you're a bacon <laughs> fanatic, but I thought you enjoyed. It. Let me tell you what I like. Time. I like bacon salt. Oh yeah, that is good. good. I like the flavor of bacon. No, I'm I'm pretty impartial. About is the it just actual. the crunchiness though? Because he's asking about floppy bacon. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking did you about enjoy the... a piece of floppy bacon? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I mean, I prefer good. mine pretty dang crispy, but yeah, thick, me. thick and crispy. Yeah, that's how I like mine. But not like black. I prefer just mine like, like, just below that. I think on a burger, 
is my optimal That's piece your of bacon. Best, best bacon approach. I think it's the best blended approach, you know. Yeah. I think maybe if you took bacon and sort of like like shredded it up into little tiny bacon bits and then mixed it into your burger meat. That's good. That would be good. Because it'll also juice the bacon or the, the but having meat. having just like big loose strips of bacon just like flopping around and flopping around on your burger like a bunch of tentacles. It's no good. I'd rather just have tentacles. No good for anyone. Yeah. yeah. There's some sushi going. Delicious. Yeah, squid bacon. They call that. Squeaking. All right, next question is from our copy. You've mentioned several times animating art essays is difficult for you because you do it on code. Have you ever considered using a third-party skeletal animation runtime like Spine? It's not difficult. (laughs) (laughs) It It just takes a little while. It's time-consuming. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we tried to use Spine. So we found that actually when we use Spine, there's there's a, I can't what's the effect. It's about coal, but it applies to game development too. There's there's an economic theory where basically uh, demand will rise to meet supply is essentially what it is. So when we're only able to animate things via frame-by-frame stuff, the art tends to be uh, simpler with bigger movements and less sort of things to animate in general. Basically, because of that particular constraint on the art, we have made a style of making the art that is way simpler so that we don't have to mess around with coding it so much as far as animation is concerned. So what we found when we made, uh, we made the switch to Spine, actually halfway through Crashlands development, briefly, and that was when we started doing the bosses, we made the Baconweed Fairy, and the Baconweed Fairy was by far the most complicated boss actually that exists in the game as far as how many parts it has, how many animations it has, it how many like moves it has. Parts. Yeah. It actually it is twice as many moves as most other bosses in the rest of the game because... We took it down a notch. Yeah, we that. took it down a notch because part of it was because it took so long to make that one boss. We were like, this is unscalable. This is not appropriate. Uh, and the other part was we realized that using Spine essentially did that same uh, you know, supply or demand meeting the, the rising supply thing. So it wasn't the case that it actually made us get the animations done faster. Uh, nor it just made it us case. do an entirely different style of animation exactly. that took four times longer. And we thought, we, we looked at it and we thought, you know what? No. It's better for us to have more content in here for our players because, I mean, the fight itself wasn't any different. The look of it sure was, but but we decided at the end of the day that it would be better for us to be able to get these ex- these nine extra bosses in rather than like three of them um, and have them be animated the same way as everything else in the game which certainly isn't like the smoothest thing, but no one seems to give a shit. So yeah, because they're killing, they're killing, you know, six extra bosses. So we try to focus on what ends up impacting the gameplay at the end of the day, the most, um, and then optimizing on the back end for, for just us being able to create as much content as possible. So constraints are good. Yeah. Long story short. Nice. Uh, I think this, this might be a good one. It's uh, probably a good stopping point. To actually end on, which is, which is let's assume you guys built a time machine. Would you kill Hitler? What's all this time machine stuff? No, I would go into the future and I would look at the stuff. (laughs) And I would come back and then it would be fine. Let's say you did kill Hitler. Yeah. Well, here's what I think. What do you think? If you went back and killed Hitler, nothing would change in this timeline. Yeah, you just kill him in some other timeline. That's true. Because in our, because timeline. because yeah, in our timeline, Hitler existed, and that's why we went back to kill him. If we killed him, then we would spawn a new timeline that would run parallel to this one that would be completely different. Perhaps right? it's like a splay tree, organizationally. Yeah. You know, it's like a splay tree, which we all understand yeah. and know very well. <laughs> so if you go back, you're actually just starting a new branch of a the splay tree. But that also means that you have left your own timeline to do it. Right, which means you no longer exist. Yeah, which means you never went back to kill Hitler. No, it does. You because, simply cease because your you, you you stay in your timeline, right? You go back along it. When Hitler dies, boom! Oh, you're no, a new just, branch. Yeah, you're just on a new branch. But yeah. probably it actually you create a new branch probably when you come back. 
because you just fucked Anytime up you go to the past, probably you create yeah. a new branch, which means you you probably can't change anything in your current present right. because so, of paradox. So, yes, we yeah. would go back and punch Hitler in the face, but, just but it fun. wouldn't matter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just for fun at the end of the day. But well, it matters somewhere. But all the things that happened yeah. still already happened. In this timeline. In this timeline. Right. It would save the lives of a lot of people in a different timeline that never would have existed. Yeah. Weird. Whoa. <laughs> but then we would go in the future and, and check out the stock market. Yeah. So there's a time <laughs> machine. we got to use this time machine, right? Wait, does that yeah. just mean that you would have created millions of lives? You would have. Out of nothing? You also would have been the and, cause of a bunch of death. But well, actually, of but here's the shitty part. Well, no, because that timeline wouldn't even have existed. But then everybody who dies in that world would die because you came back. The shitty part, though, is if you went back to do that, you would have to go back far enough that he wasn't a big deal. Which means you would have to just kill a, like, as far as everybody else is concerned. He's an art student. Just some random art student. Yeah. Yeah. Which means you you might go to jail. Oh, to be fair, I I bet that if you talked to him first, he'd be such an asshole that you'd want to kill him anyway. You'd be like, still doing it. He would just say all this horrible racist shit. Yeah. The moment. Yeah, but everybody would have said that when you went back into the. Not quite at that level. <laughs> he had a high level. He, he was definitely escalated, but man, people were people were pretty racist back then. People are pretty racist back Still. now. Well, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was bad then too. <laughs> so. Will we never learn? No. <laughs> this is why you should always just use your time machine to for personal gain. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the least complicated solution. Yeah, go stock market and come back. Are right, they going to some questions we got? Oh, you come back to another timeline. Take us out. Yeah, to lunch. Let's go to lunch, guys. I'm really full right now. Okay, well, we just ate a huge bunch of sandwiches. All right, you guys. Thank you very much for listening to Coffee with Butterscotch. <laughs> We are Butterscotch Shenanigans, and uh, like we mentioned earlier, we have our all our questions come from podcast.bscotch.net. So we're just giving out the same. Sam's laughing hysterically over here. Listen, go finish. Just get good Sam, get it out. Sam's losing it. Uh, yeah. So if you want to get your questions on the next podcast or the next one, but not the one after that because it'll get deleted after a while. Yeah. Uh, go to podcast.bscotch.net and ask away, and you can also vote for other people's questions, so you can influence the future of the podcast. Podcast. And also, we have our forums over at forums.bscatcher.net, where we sometimes lurk. So uh, feel free to hop on over there and say hello. And otherwise, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.